I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podman Rod. Uh oh. We're keeping PMR up. Uh, have you had your coffee yet? I have not. Uh, I, that explains quite a bit. All right. Well, I, I still have yet to try the uh, five splendas with blueberry, but uh, well, he's into it. He's into it, I think. Now. Now. Who's on now? I know. <laughs> We're not starting off good here. But, you know, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So I hope, uh, especially Brian, who has a, uh, a download of Megacon, I hope Brian wakes up a little bit uh, for this. But a lot of news, and we were just talking in the green room, a lot of trailers. Uh, Disney had a big uh, Star Wars trailer day or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got trailers for that, trailers for Blue Beetle, trailers for the Marvel uh, and a few uh, movie reviews uh, to talk about, but first let's uh, let's hit the news desk. All right, Brian, what uh, what's happening in the world of nerd news outside of these wonderful? Well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll have trailers, but we I guess the the. Hmm. Mm. If you're a Star Wars fan, there was a big event. They've, <laughs> they've basically course-corrected the Star Wars universe and made several announcements. Um, first and foremost, they're making a new trilogy set 15 years after uh, the last movie. Okay. What was the last movie called? Uh, the Last Jedi. The Rise, Rise of, of the Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. It's 15 years later, and the, it's, it's going to center around the Jedi Order, and the Jedi Order is apparently in shambles, which <laughs> no, I thought it didn't even nah. exist. Well, yeah, it didn't exist. So, so she she starts the Jedi Order back. She being and immediately fucks it all up. Apparently, <laughs> I, I would love for one of these movies just to have a Jedi Order that not a bunch of pusswas and they're not screwed up runaways. I mean, yeah, you know, just go ahead and start it with their. I mean, I guess you could say uh, Phantom Men has started with them, but they were a bunch of monks basically but i don't know yeah, i don't know but yeah cause uh, she's at the it's end like of, we go to the same will over and over and over again right yeah there's yeah there's nothing new. but considering it starts or it, it ended with her deciding to form the new jedi order 15 years later that's a that's not a lot of time to build it back up and then, and then completely yeah. screw it up so you, no, I've screwed a, I've screwed a lot of things up in a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Did she really up a lot? I mean, it's been a while. I, I have kind of intended on going back and watching that last movie just for shits and giggles because uh, I think I only saw it once. But did she? I thought she just kind of buried the lightsaber and that was it. Like it was she sort had of the no, lightsaber. She had the gold one. She had the yeah. yellow oh, blade of the lightsaber. Okay, I completely forgot that. Right. Um, yeah. So, well, could they? Let me ask you this, Brian. I mean, could they? Mm-hmm. They being Star Wars, they being Disney, could they create, you know, uh, John Wick style uh, Star Wars, like the Jedi instead of being, as PMR said, more like passive aggressive monks 
<laughs> asking to yeah. someone to suck their tongue. But could they be more like John Wick and just be a bunch of like intergalactic badasses? It yeah, could could they do that without it being too aggressive? I don't aggressive? think Jedi's could. I don't think Jedi's could. But they I think could. that's part. I mean, this is a new order. I mean, they they rose from the ashes. But I'm just saying, decided, still being kid friendly. They're not going to. Yeah, they're not taking it anymore. This ain't your daddy's Jedi. Well, yeah, but that's not the Jedi. Like, this is what's always bugged me: is why is it only why is it only Seth and Jedi? Why is there no third option? And that's kind of the promise of the Mandalorians was it's a third option. So if you wanted to have that John Wick type character, in theory, it would be a Mandalorian because that's what they're supposed to be. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, ironically, you know, Obi Wan says that the Sith only talks in absolutes, but kind of Jedi does the same thing, do they not? Yeah, they absolutely getting out of here. <laughs> so, but with and when that the goes tough, the Jedi get going. Yeah, they get going. Uh, but you need to, you need to hit somebody to hammer out a trade agreement. Bring in these monks, these uh, these samurai monks. Yeah. Um. Uh, they're all over that. Well, I think that's part of the, and I guess they're, that's one of the other announcements is when Rebels ended, uh, the way it ended, uh, Ezra Bridger, who was like the, uh, the Padawan of the show, Ooh. and Grand, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn get thrown out into like another in region of space, okay. like, like the New Frontier. So uh, the idea, and I think they've even said something like this: like uh, there was uh, there was a sect of Jedi that left, that broke off from the. Uh, I don't think I'm making that up. I think there's a sect of Jedi that broke off and went and left the went somewhere the primary galaxy. So you can have like this whole like order that's divergent. They're not Sith. They're not Jedi. They're something else uh, that could disrupt like the balance between yeah. the two. Which and they say would, it's something different, just something, just different. <laughs> just and they, something and they different. have their shit in order, and they're like the galactic, you know, yeah, everything's cool with this new uh, Jedi order. You would think that yeah. someone would get it right after a while. I mean, right, or just give up. You know, be like, you know, it's not yeah, worth just, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are All we right. So, uh, let me ask you this. Is, is Has it been 15 years real time since the last movie? No, no. I, mean, like I, I was trying to three, think. I'm like, oh, it has been like four years. Four years, I believe. Wow. Okay. It feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> maybe twenty. Uh, maybe twenty. It's twenty twenty actually. Or was well, it? fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I think it was twenty nineteen. <laughs> but um, but it was December twenty nineteen. But then you've also got um, they announced they showed us a trailer of Ahsoka, which we'll talk about here in a minute. They um, Dave Filoni's finally getting his uh, his. Star Wars movie. He's, get, he's get, moving up to the big time. Yeah, it's going to incorporate all of his stuff from the, Mandal- the Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Oh, I hope we get Amy. And Ahsoka is really the the first live action appearance of most of these Rebel characters uh, from of Star Wars Rebels. Gotcha. So the thought there is, you know, people are predicting that maybe it's going to be, you know, um, uh, heir to the Empire. It's going to be a an adaption of Heir to the Empire with General Grand, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, so you got that. And then there, James Mangold, who did uh, Logan, yeah, X-Men Logan, and he did uh, – uh, <laughs> I don't ask anymore. Uh, and did um, – is doing a new Indiana Jones movie, is going to direct uh, – um, 
the uh, first Jedi, like the 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 first Jedi, the High Republic, the High Republic movie set. I think it's set like three hundred years before the original Star Wars film. What is that sound, BMR? Sounds like he's in a cantina. No, actually, no. No. I think you need a new uh, fan belt, maybe. Uh, <laughs> a, it sounds like you have droids whirling about you in a <laughs> cantina. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, so All that right. was our uh, our Star so Wars news. So what you're saying, we're going to be getting a lot more of Star Wars. A lot more Star whether, Wars. Whether we like it or not. And then y'all wonder why I've, I'm, I'm gravitating more towards the, uh, <laughs> the airs. And- Watching uh, biography movies. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But again, I guess you kind of have to keep things going, right? I mean, why not? Yeah, but the problem is, it's like if every superhero was Superman, and it's like the same power yeah. set, the same type yeah. of villain, this, and so they just keep they just keep. Well, this time his cape's blue. Now he's got a green cape. It's like the Jedi's all act the same way. There's yeah, no they they, they dress the same it. way. There's no distinct. They know none of them have any level of personality to them. <laughs> like it's it's like they don't. Uh, and when they do something like solo or and try to expand, or they try try to do something like Rogue One and they try to expand. Right of these experimental we films, rebelled. Rogue One was was that we rebelled. The nerds rebel against it. We were we rebel. Rogue One was probably the best of the films. Yeah. that weren't. Trilogy. I actually, I actually like Solo. Oh, I like Solo, I like Solo a lot too. But anytime they try to to get away from the Jedi's fanboys, right. you right. know, right. piss themselves, and yeah. then it, then it comes back to well, this then it goes back to the Jedi's, and, and nobody will will you know admit that the Jedi suck. Yeah, so, they do suck. <laughs> you know, if, well, if maybe the prequel will be maybe there will be a bunch of. Badass Jedi, and it'll explain why you know why they suck now or something. I don't. Know. I actually like John Wick style Jedi's. I mean, fifteen years later, they started the order. They decided they're not going to take shit anymore. Fuck it. From who? They're getting too old for this. They get too old. But who, again, too it's, old for this shit. There also hopefully will be new stories to tell, whether it's Thrawn or. And I again, I don't know my my Star Wars, uh, you know, novel history or whatever. But it's sort of like, okay, are, is the Empire going to exist again? You know, and that's what they're fighting against, or can it be something that is not a, a somewhere between? Oh, the farmers need some help. Here's my pitch. <laughs> and the Galactic Empire. Here's my pitch. I don't know. Here's here, here's what they could do. A ship crashes full of Jedi's. <laughs> And they they're in the sand, and they think they're on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. But perfect. There's exactly, and then there's the Sphinx and pyramids, uh, and they're no! in ancient Egypt. Uh, Damn you! Uh, yeah. Here's what I think is yeah. actually happening: is Thrawn's coming back with an army, like he, he was in that sector of space, and he's coming back with an army. Okay. Uh, and Thrawn will be the new threat. Okay. So. But yeah, I mean, how many times are they going to rebuild the the uh, um, uh, the, the empire, the empire, the first order, whatever you right, right, right. call it? Here's something interesting too. Like, I don't know why more science fiction doesn't get into this, but time dilation. Like, they could, you could have like, uh, not like they did in Ant Man with the stupid fucking ants, <laughs> but have something where you know their time dilation causes. <laughs> 
you know, a, a new threat to arise, right. You know, out of it. So like, you know, you see something or you see something happen and because of time dilation or being, you know, a gravitational well or whatever, and time moving faster, uh, it, uh, or slower for our perspective, whichever you want to do, it causes that threat to like go away as not a threat and come back as a major threat. Right. Okay. Right. You know, if you got into a little more hard practical science fiction, right. Uh, just the whole, I, I guess even the stuff nowadays with spaceships, you know, lining up like they're, you yeah. know, sea craft, 2D, you know, on yeah. a linear, you know, they, they, when they battle, they battle like battleships. They don't battle like, like right. fighter jets, they yeah. should battle like fighter jets. But Con, it's like Con doesn't think in three dimensions, Brian. That's no, that's right. No, they don't. <laughs> if Star but, Trek uh, Two has yeah. taught us nothing, it's to ta- yeah. It, I wish that if Star Wars would would uh, honestly, if, if Star Wars wanted to make it fresh, just get a little more practical with the sci-fi. Uh, but I'll try, dip their toe yeah. into some of the Star Star Trek kind of stuff. Yeah, not go full like you know science. Science. I was going to say, Star Wars is more fantasy than it is science. So that's why you never had time travel or anything like that in Star Wars because it's more of a it's more Lord of the Rings than it is. That's a good point. Yeah. But think about this: Star Trek. If Disney wants to freshen the property up, it isn't like they're going to go originally create something completely completely new. They'll that Marvel's more than happy to to steal you know DC's homework. So why doesn't Star Wars start stealing a little bit of Star Trek's homework? Right? Told you what to do. You do the whole you know I am the Apes thing. Ah, yeah. I don't like the Planet Apes thing, but I do think there there's there's little tweaks they can make to really freshen things up. So I agree. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and uh, I agree. I mean, it's they they just keep doing the same old thing. Oh, but it's in this time period. Oh, it's 15 years in the future, or it's five years after this, or three years after this. I mean, right. good Lord. It's, it's gotten really convoluted. Yeah, I think they just need to, again, maybe it's with the old stuff in the past or the future stuff with Ray. But again, like we said, kind of pick what the hell the Jedi are supposed to be. Are they supposed to be peacekeeping monks? Are they supposed to be badasses like John Wick? Are they, you know, still something from James Bond? Make them like undercover agents or something like that. And there's maybe not a a galaxy threat happening, but a ha- something happening on a planet that the Jedi dispatch, you know, three people to or something like that, and make it a yeah you know, whatever. But you well, figure know, out or, what you're or make do. a bunch of or or make a bunch of like gangsters instead of like a you know an empire that they fight. Right, right. Maybe it could be a bunch of the you know, alien gangsters. Through, yeah, yeah or like the huts are just make different it, varieties of that. I mean, make it terrorists. Um, yeah, right, yeah, right. Like too. it doesn't have to be a whole army. It yeah, it's not a like, world. Yeah, it doesn't have to yeah. be like a Nazis. It could be, you know, like the Taliban. You know, <laughs> yeah. Pick pick one of these uh, <laughs> these crazy <laughs> sets. That, all right. I mean, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't. We don't. None of us. Or, or here's an idea too. Like instead of everything everything having to be binary, black and white, like get a little gray and stuff. Right. You know, yeah. like oh, yeah, they kind of got a little gray with Kylo Ren, but not really. Right. You know, it's like just like you don't have to be. It's Jedi. It's Sith. What about a third option? Right. Or what about, you know, you have Sith that aren't aren't too bad. But then you also have Jedi that are pieces of shit. You know, what if you just had a real asshole Jedi? 
Right. Like, he's on the Jedi side, but nobody likes him. He's a real piece of shit. Right? Yeah. I'd love yeah, it. He could be like a what's her face in uh, um, Harry Potter, Dolores Umbridge. What if you got a Dolores <laughs> Umbridge style Jedi that everybody wants to see lose anyway? You could actually have a Han Solo style Jedi because they've never really done that. Right. I mean, well, that's kind of what you know people were hoping with Ezra, and and I mean we may, we may still get it, but it was always cool with Ezra that you know, his first lightsaber was a blaster, so oh, it had yeah, like a blaster feature right. on it. And the lightsaber too, so you could. But uh, but yeah, Ezra was like a, uh, you know, he was a thief. He was uh, on Lothal. He worked with a bunch of like um, the. He wasn't really a part of the rebellion, but he was like a thief and and in that world, and so like he would you know pass information on to the rebellion and and steal stuff and and that kind of thing, and then he fell in with. Um, uh, Canaan and the rebels. So, but yeah, Ezra was kind of had some of that DNA. Now, will they have completely like sanitized him? Probably like, even though he hasn't been, even though he was like a teenager and got cast out into this other sector of space, and it's been like a decade, they'll come back with all, you know, all virtuous and stuff for some reason. And, and like, you know, un, unearned or, or, or explained and act like every just plain vanilla <laughs> Jedi that was ever created. But uh, yeah. So, so After lots of Star stuff Wars going Rant. on with Star Wars. What what else we got? Oh, uh, we've got uh, HBO Max, which is now rebranding as just Max. Plain old Max. Plain old Max. They're charging me an extra dollar a month, Brad. What? I can't believe. Well, I'm that. going from fourteen ninety five ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine. That's so insane. it's an extra dollar, but they're giving me all that Discovery shit. Quality that I don't care content. about quality content. I don't is what care it sounds about like to me. I don't care about fixer upper or or flip flap and flop. <laughs> flip flap and flop the Shark hotel. Week. The, the ninety day fiance universe, one of the most successful universe franchises ever. Ninety day fiance. You don't care about that? No, I don't. Can I just save my dollar? Can I just have my dollar back? They will and opt I, out I, of all that I've content. Heard that they will give you send you a dollar back if you promise not to watch anything each month. Okay, I'll promise not to watch any of it. That's that's an easy promise to keep. But you did get a trailer for a penguin. Kind of a teaser trailer for Penguin and uh the Flash. Did y'all watch it? I didn't even watch the penguin one. Was that uh, we'll see. There's not much to it. Yeah, yeah I mean I it's so. mobster type. They, they announced uh, that they're going to do and plans for 10 seasons ten, or 10 years, 10 years of uh, what they're going to reboot Harry Potter Ooh. as a television uh, show. Oh, yeah. And this time they're going to say true to the, uh, to the source material. Interesting. The, so I've read the source material and that. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's going to be a, this one's going to be a faithful adaptation PMR. Oh, as opposed to those so, crap movies. As opposed to those crap movies that did, you know, how many billion dollars, Bond. billions of dollars. Bond. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's literally been what? The last Harry Potter movie was 2011. I mean, and they're already rebooting it. I Why mean, not? That's kind of. Give it a reboot. I guess. Uh, There's something else they're rebooting that's like very recently ended. Other than Harry Potter, I'm drawing a blank on it well, now. Batman, Superman, anything DC, they've rebooted. <laughs> got to reboot. I mean, got to reboot that shit. 
No, I'm talking about stuff that was like successful. I got to figure it out. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. But, uh, so yes, we're getting uh, a ten season or ten years worth of Harry Potter films or TV shows. TV shows. Uh, and don't get me get, wrong, I I love Harry Potter. I, I love all the books. I've read all the books. I saw all the movies. I, I kind of just wanted more of a sequel of where you know, starring some of the original cast. Even though a lot of them are are no longer around, but it would have been. Much more enjoyable than this. Just starting it off fresh. Yeah, reboot it over. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, but I guess they're they're looking at the younger generation coming up. You know, the, yeah. the they don't care about fifty five year old men. who love children's books who love kitty books (laughs) yeah so uh, I think one of my favorite stories uh, is Borders goes to the Harry Potter release party I know I I went there with you and I went to uh, the movies to see one of the the movies with you. I went to the theater. I think that's the that's the only interaction I've ever had with Harry Potter is those two things I don't think well, I had it. to have you go with me so I wouldn't look like a child molester waiting for yeah. uh, the book. Then, then we just looked like uh, two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to look like a lonely child molester. <laughs> I wanted to look like I had some friends. Uh, God. Uh, uh, let's, let's see. Oh, this is what it is. Uh, did we talk about this? Moana? The, the Rock's going to reboot Moana? Uh, as a live action. live action, that's what it was. That's the one you're talking. Well, that's about. kind yeah. of. I mean, what else are you going to do there, right? I mean, Disney's well, doing live actions out. of everything, right? I mean, who else are you going to get for Moana? The movie right, just the came movie out. Like three came years out ago. Yeah, it came out in 2016. Yeah, but that. I mean, so, that's a kind of in line with what Disney's doing, though. Is just doing live action remakes. Just hashing shit back just, out. Just reboot. Reboot it. <laughs> Uh, I wish Alex was on the uh, podcast for this one. Uh, Chloe Zhao is self, set to direct a new film uh, about Hamlet following uh, Shakespeare's wife. Uh, <laughs> a different angle of him. Different Wait, angle. What? I didn't hear that. What? I'm Chloe Zhao is set to direct a new film uh, following Shakespeare's wife. Huh? Some period piece. Didn't Apple? I never. I wanted to watch it, but I just never got around to it. Uh, Didn't uh, Denzel Washington do uh, Hamlet movie on Apple TV Plus? I think he did. Yeah, it looked good. Yep. But I don't. I don't know. Uh, Alex would be the one to ask. Yeah. But I just want. I wonder. I wonder how many. You know, uh, or how much beautiful cinematography they can squeeze into this film. I'm sure. From Chloe Zhao. So. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I, I wish I could get his take on it. I'm sure we, he's over the moon. You know, I mean, we'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about the Marvels trailer in a little bit. But after, you know, seeing all these trailers of the Star Wars stuff and and um, Marvels and Blue Beetle and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, it's sort of like, wow, maybe maybe Alex is onto something. That this is what all this crap is missing is there is no cinematography or like gravitas to. To anything, it all looks like WB shows and all that kind of stuff. So maybe well, that's a discussion there. Uh, and that's probably a discussion that may come up later in the podcast because that was a point I was going to make about my what you're looking at. Oh, okay. Well, I'll so tee that to, one up for you, buddy. Great teaser there, Brad. 
Uh, we've got some more news. The original script for Thundercats, or for Thundercats, the original script for Thunderbolts oh. was reportedly too heavy with Black Widow characters and oh. not balanced. I so there, something totally there, something different there. But <laughs> yeah, so the, the Thunderbolt script was too heavily focused on Black Widow characters for the movie that bombed. One of them. And so it's gone back to they're rewriting it to try and make it more balanced and, and more inclusive to other characters and less focused on, you know, the, the majority black, of the uh, cast black are widow black and, widow type characters, right? Of, yeah. Well, yeah. You've you got, got like past, two or three of them. Red guardian. You got the white widow. I mean, there's three of them right there. So yeah. And then you got the other characters just kind of sprinkled in there. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's going back to the drawing board. That does not sound good. No, it does uh, not. Uh, let's see. We got oh, uh, Glenn Powell, who played essentially, or we played Hangman in Top Gun, in the Top Gun sequel, right? Okay. He was the uh, he was the Ice Man, you know. Uh, but he, and he was also in that Devotion movie where he was a, you know, he said it was uh, you know Top Gun nineteen forty. Oh, oh yeah, that's right with uh, uh, Kang. Okay, it was him. I was trying to think if it was yeah. Denzel's kid, whatever his name is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jonathan. But he signed on for to for another uh, reboot or a requel from a '90s film. They're making a sequel to Twister called Twisters. Twisters, more than one. More than it. one. Fantastic! I want to go back and rewatch <laughs> Twister now. And this time, it's personal. Vengeance. It's personal. Yeah, it's personal. Yeah, what's wild is they're in the Bahamas. Yeah, and the and the tornado finds them in the Bahamas. Blimey! Look at that There's a tornado following us all the way from Kansas. Thank you, Mike. Uh, they've said She Hulk will not be getting a season two. What? Uh, and, and the article said the main reason, despite all these criticisms. Is simply you know the CGI criticism, the the some of the plot stuff. the The main reason is, despite all the cr- criticism, is simply the show didn't connect with most of its franchise audience, which We're they dead. spent most of the time insulting. <laughs> like, so. Again, that's another disappointment that it could have been so much better, and it could have been tongue in cheek and comedy and her. Uh, you know, doing a Norman Fell at the camera and all that kind of stuff. It could have been all of that if you just had, again, a kind of a decent script of, like we talked about, if the easiest thing in the world where you could have had courtroom type shenanigans happening and yeah. and bring in fourth tier characters and all this kind yeah. of stuff. But they didn't do any of that. It was just very weird. Nope. Well, it's weird. It's like they knew that they, it wasn't landing. Yeah, they like, knew that the show wasn't landing. They knew that they weren't going to have the CGI budget they wanted. I think they knew they had a stale product very early in the, mm-hmm. in the process. So they flipped it to where it's like, we're going to get just, yeah, just kind criticized. Of, yeah, so let's go it. ahead and attack the critics. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. But the critics in this area were the audience. So <laughs> I feel like they get these people in all these rooms, these writers in a room, and they watch this stuff, and they pat each other on the back, and they say, oh, that was hilarious. That's great. And there's no body that's honest with them. No, there's no focus group or anything. Yeah, it's an there. echo chamber. Yeah, it's like, you know, this really sucks, y'all. I need to work on this. I mean, they just churn right. this crap out. 
if, if if that if you say it sucks, then they can easily flip it on you as you're the problem. Right. right. But at the end of the day, you're the consumer of the product they're trying to create. Uh, so, it's a shame yeah. because uh, great character and great actor and everything, and you know, maybe maybe she'll show up and have more luck in the uh, the A team or whatever with the all female uh, adventures. God, no, I mean, you know, just make a movie. I mean, quit trying to cater to everybody. Well, yeah, when you try to cater to everybody, you cater to no one. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a common theme in this episode, Brad, and maybe we should look about doing this ourselves. What's that? You know, uh, the Amazon bought the MGM catalog about a year ago. Right. Right. What can we buy? And so they've, <laughs> they've just, they're rebooting almost all of their IPs. Right. So they're rebooting Robocop. Love it. Legally Blonde. Perfect. Fame. Yes. Fame. Stargate. Uh, mm. Barbershop, yes. The Magnificent Seven, mm. which got a reboot like five, six years ago. Right. Pink Panther <laughs> and the Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> All of them have had reboots or are reboots. I mean, I, yeah. except for Legally Blonde is the only original, I think, there. Yeah, Thomas hasn't... Crown Affair was rebooted. Right. Fame was rebooted. Right. RoboCop. Yeah. What What else did you say? Barber, oh, oh, Barbershop, because they did Beauty Shop, remember? Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Stargate had a sequel or what, like TV sequel or whatever type stuff, right? And the Pink Panther, you had the Peter Sellers, and then you had the Steve, Steve Martin. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so but, yeah. Be per- okay. Yeah. MGM is coming back at you. Okay. Full force. I'm all for it. So... And so that maybe we should reboot the pod men. There you go. <laughs> it couldn't hurt, that's for sure. Bring in a younger demographic. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. All Let's right. see. Uh, Leo, I think that's it, other than trailers. Let's talk about and we trailers. We have a moratorium. Oh, we do have a, a, a memorial. Okay. Well, let's talk we about trailers. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's put the more in memoriam on moratorium um, trailers. So, what do we? You mentioned Ahsoka. We got an Ahsoka trailer. Yeah, and that looked okay, I guess. I mean, I don't know. There was no, was there any men in this trailer? I I swear to God, everybody was female in this trailer. You saw the back of General Thrawn, and you know that Ezra Bridger's (laughs) coming back. Okay, but was there any, I mean, good guy men, or were they all? Well, Ezra's a good guy guy man. Okay, I don't don't know all Star Wars lore. What's the, uh, uh, was it? Not BJ and the Bear, but the Seven Lovely Ladies. What's seven the uh, trucker? Seven Ladies Truckers. Seven Ladies yeah. Truckers. Right. Was it still BJ? Yeah, BJ and the Seven Ladies Truckers. Yeah. Was that before or after he had the monkey? Uh, that's, he still had the monkey, but they just they renamed the show. Yeah. Seven Lady Truckers. Yeah. For some reason, it tested well with its target audience. Just the title. We're not changing anything else in the show. We're just changing the title. And Seven Lady Truckers was. Mwah. And one of them's name was Stacks. Stacks? Yeah. <laughs> no, Stacks. Stacks. Yeah. So, no, it really was. I'm not kidding. There. All right, all right, Stacks. You got your ears on. There's a <laughs> bubble gum, flashing bubble gum over on your left, 10 4. <laughs> I see it, PJ. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, so we, that's Ezra and his seven, uh, seven lovely Jedi's. <laughs> no, okay, all right. <laughs> Again, it's sort of like uh, non, uh, not too exciting, but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it it's shot. Ahsoka. 
you see Sabine, you see um, Hera. See, I don't so know any got, of these people. I'm, I'm uh, and Chopper. So you got, and apparently in Mandalorian we saw Zeb uh, yep. recently in one of the episodes. So at at this point, all of the living um, Rebels characters will will have a, uh, a live action counterpart. Yeah, but again, I don't even know these characters, but I still say, well, that's pretty cool. Rebels is pretty good. Rebels is a pretty good show. Of the Star Wars stuff, it's probably the... It's better than Clone Wars. Uh, it's better than, you know, uh, what's the, the Bad Batch? Bad Batch is pretty good, but Rebels like is probably that. the best of those. So, uh, who plays Ahsoka? I, I, her, is it, uh, um, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I like her. I, All right. I, and I like, yeah. I like. Uh, I love during Clerk 3. I do love during Clerk 3. <laughs> For the... <laughs> Four minutes she was contracted to be on screen. Um, so we've got the Acolyte is the name of the Ahsoka show. I'm sorry, the, the Ahsoka show. Then we've got the Acolyte. Uh, we didn't get a trailer for it, but it's going to focus on the first Jedi, Wookiee. Oh, that should be good. So that'll be there. We had a Where's trailer. Where's he going to hide at? Where's he hiding we said, Where's he hiding his big hairy butt? <laughs> Yeah, you know. He's all cinch running. <laughs> uh, we got a new trailer for Nina Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, okay. Which was a little bit different, right? It opens up kind of a little bit oddball <clears throat> with uh, some pop music as opposed it to kind of that blends in a little bit with the indie theme toward the uh, the middle of the ending of the uh, the trailer. I thought that was Kind of interesting. I don't know. It was a little bit odd. It yeah. threw me off. What song is it? Is sympathy it the for the yeah, sympathy for the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. So uh, the trailer did great to me. I love Indiana Jones. No, PMR is PMR Indiana didn't like Jones. it. I love Indiana Jones, but I love Indiana Jones back in nineteen eighty nine. Not <laughs> so. Uh, just leave him. Leave him be. Just he should have been. If they were going to do anything, they should have continued it after 89. But well, but here's the thing. What's the MacGuffin this time? Oh, that's another. It's the Dial of Destiny. What does the Dial of Destiny do? Because we finally get a hint at why, it's, why they're wanting it, why the right. Nazis are wanting it. And I think we talked about this, right? That they're, you know. And so that's yeah, where this is where well, Brian's speculated. tide travel. Right. This is we, where yeah. Brian's tide travel comes into play. My tide travel. Yeah, so the dial, he wants it to go back and correct, you know, Hitler's plan was flawed, and so he wants to go back in time and correct uh, Hitler's plan. But that opens it back up to where we can, well, if it goes back in time, you can have a cameo by short round if you wanted to. You can have uh, any of that stuff, but you could also, you know, put Indy back in that time period. So Yeah, but what really sucks, though, I mean, at this point, you know, you don't have... Marion's not in there, so you know she's probably dead. So we got to you listen to him whine about that for about 15 minutes. <laughs> and you've got, you know, Mutt. We don't know where he's at, so I'm, I'm sure he's not dead, but he's probably it's like some college professor somewhere. And he's going to whine about that for another 10 minutes. And uh, then you get some introduced to some woman. Some that, that, woman. God damn it. No, no, no. Uh, that you've never seen before. And it's his goddaughter. And you're like, okay, well, whose daughter is it? Because he makes that thing. Well, you know, I've been shot for eight times. And one of them was by your father. So, I mean, is he someone that we've seen before? Or someone, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, 
Yeah, actually, it was Marcus. Marcus was bagging chicks left and right. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be Marcus's daughter. Yeah. So. He worked at the university, too, right? So. <laughs> That's right. Just like Office say, hours. I, I'm not looking really great for I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. But Mark can't even I, form a sentence. I'm not looking really I, great for it. <laughs> <laughs> Get that. Get, like, get some blueberry coffee in that man quick. I, I just, I just wanted, <laughs> just want it my way. Just put a put a bullet in it and be done with it and go on. I mean, well, that's it's, not, <laughs> it seems like we may need to form an intervention for PMR. <laughs> he is in a hateful He's, mood. <laughs> well, not just that. He's a, like he's a little everything he used to love. Now he hates, yeah. and he has no time for it. Well, it's because everything everybody's ruined it. It's the same thing. <clears throat> I mean, you know what it is? I've lived too long. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly it. That's exactly. I mean, that we we <laughs> may have a new in, in, in memoriam next <laughs> podcast, guys. PMR has lived too long and seen it all, and it's coming back around. It's, it's coming coming back around again. And Don't need like, a reboot. There's, no, there's nothing new. I mean, so or do you think that uh, are we setting it up to hand over the franchise to uh, what's her Phoebe? What's her Wallace Bridgers? Waller Bridge. Yeah. I mean, I well, think she, they're hoping to, that she'll land, and that that'll be the they can spin it off into that if nothing else, but. Yeah. The problem with all of this is that everybody wants to cheat. Hollywood wants to cheat. They don't want to they don't want to build anything. They don't want to spend right. the time building anything. They just right. want the quick, you know, uh, um, box office and then move on. So could they build something new? Yeah. Do they want to take the risk on building something new? Nope. So it's they'll just keep trudging out yeah. these old IPs over and over and over again. Yeah. But here's something <clears throat> to to I, I just to sound like I'm a crudgy old man. <laughs> no, that's that's against anything progressive. But how do I put this? You're you've got what's her name? The the female, right? Phoebe Waller. Wall, I can whatever. Bridge. Bridge. Okay. So we're going to to assume that she's going to carry on the mantle, or you know, talked about it, perhaps, but. You know they've tried this. Tomb Raider is a female-led character into that, <clears throat> and that never right. succeeds. So, right. is this? People are not going to. I don't think they're going to gravitate towards that. There's just some roles that people just want to see something different. They don't want to see a female as that. I mean, as an Indiana, well, they don't want to see a female Indiana Jones. No more than they want to see a female 007. I mean, change it to be different. You or a be female different Hulk. And have, well, <laughs> apparently not. Um, just try something different. You don't have to, you know, make her the Indiana Jones. You don't have to make uh, the female the uh, 007. You can do just be different. There you go. Be what different. was that movie? Uh, the 007 <laughs> movie. It wasn't a 007 movie, but it was a it was a female. Um, was it like Cherry Bomb or something back? Atomic back Blonde. Yeah, that was a good movie, actually. But, I mean, it bombed. I mean, it didn't go nowhere. So, so there you go. It's just I just don't think audiences are are going to be accepting of 
certain roles like that. So, with that being said, they should have they should have taken like Chris Pratt and made him Indiana Jones, or made him a, a son or a nephew or or something, because he's got the he's got the uh, the humor and the action. And he could play off on it. <clears throat> like make him mutt. Make, just have him be a grown up mutt. I didn't mind Shallow LaBeouf as mutt, but everybody just had a hatred for him. So I, I actually didn't mind him at all. But where's he at these days, anyway? Here's the problem: like, like <laughs> for these, the action movies are made for the male audience who want right. to, you know, they want to live vicariously through the lead. It's hard for me to live vicariously through a woman. Uh, there's just not that rela- – not that you can have a great actress, right? And you can make a good movie. Like, uh, and, and sometimes I – mean, and here's the thing. kicked ass in Aliens. So, right. I there's mean, scenarios where it can absolutely work if you have the right, right. script and the right character, right? right? But just going in and going – just the laziness of, <laughs> you like Indiana Jones – as well, will you like her as a woman? Right, right. Well, right. it depends on who you cast and, and if the story's good. Right. Yeah, because because the, the the Terminator was Linda Hamilton. They started out as Linda Hamilton. They didn't start making a guy be Linda Hamilton. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. But my point is, like, you go to all these '80s movies, all these '80s, uh, '90s, 2000s movies, where with the female act or the male action star, Cobra. You know, uh, uh, I mean, it was just the laziest. Most generic script. Right. What was the one with uh, Gene Simmons as the bad guy? Runaway. Uh, Tom Selleck. Runaway. Tom yeah. Selleck. Runaway. Right. Right. I mean, that movie did well. <laughs> and, it, and it's Tom Selleck and, and Gene Simmons. And Cynthia Rhodes. You've got, right. You've got this, like, men will go see it if stuff blows up and they can identify with the lead. But if you can't identify with the lead, then you gotta, you've got or you've got to you got to have a great script and a great actress right. to make an action movie focused on a female lead. Well, is that fair? No. Is it real? Yes. Like that, yeah. that's why they don't connect a lot of the time. It, it, you can't just, Oh, well it's a woman instead of a man. It, no, like it's got to be, it's completely different DNA for it to work. Right. It can work, but again, but that's things nobody wants to do the work. That's the whole reason why we're getting Indiana Jones five. And Star Wars 14 <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, Marvel, uh, you know, number 27, because uh, nobody wants to create anything new or put in the work to make a good movie. They just want to, like, piggyback off of, you know, the nostalgia piece. And even then, like, even here's the thing, too, with the, uh, the reason we keep going back to the 80s is because we loved them. But did we love them because they were the epitome of action films and the epitome of comedy movies and that sort of thing? Or did we love them because they had incredible marketing engines when we were very susceptible? (laughs) Right. Right? They had these incredible marketing campaigns and tie-ins and Happy Meal toys and action figures and cartoon shows. And and you didn't have that in the 70s. That was the first time you had that was in the 80s. And so do we have this affinity for all these properties because of the greatness of the movie or because they marketed to us when we were at a very susceptible age? Oh, dang, deep. Very deep, Brian. Well, I mean, if you look at, if you're looking back at some of these movies we're talking about, you know, like in the 80s and late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s, 
if you watch them now, you enjoy them now because it's nostalgia. I mean, you, it reminds you of, oh, wow, this is great. But if you really watch it, they, they're kind of lame. Right. That, <laughs> I mean, that's what Brian's good. saying. Yeah. That's yeah, what, it's yeah, exactly I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, so think I mean, about this. Think about ALF. ALF, the television show. Think about ALF for a second. Was never good. Not the first episode, uh, no, not the like, last episode. Watch your tongue there. <laughs> no episode in between of ALF was good. None. Yes, there was. There was never a good episode of that ALF. that very special ALF when he got stuck in the bicycle shop? <laughs> that was different strokes. Gordon now, Jump. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. But here's the thing. Everybody knows who ALF is. ALF <laughs> hit that cultural zeitgeist. Right. Did it hit the cultural zeitgeist because the show was great and everybody was tuning in, or did it get, hit that zeitgeist because of the marketing that was behind it? Because everybody was watching it. Because it was hilarious. ALF was on The Tonight Show. ALF's on Saturday Night Live. ALF's on – like, it's – that's why, you know, it's – is it the marketing or is it the actual, right. you know, Well, he's content. playing DJ and the Bear. Yeah, <laughs> go back to the seven lady truckers. It defies yeah, exactly. explanation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sheriff Lobo had a lot of had a spinoff. Uh, All right, everybody so, loved Smokey and the Bear, and they wanted a they wanted the same show on television. Right? So it was cheating. Smokey it was cheating. Yeah. They wanted they Smokey and the Bear was a huge hit. Right, and the and the was a ripoff. Yeah, I'm sorry, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, Smokey and the Bandit was a huge hit. And so people were like, "Man, I want more of that." That's true. Well, we'll give you a TV show that's a clone of it. Yeah, we'll replace Jerry and Reed with a fucking monkey. monkey. Throw yeah. a monkey. A primate. <laughs> we'll get rid of the uh, the dog and, and replace it with a monkey. We'll, we'll replace Sally Field with a monkey. Yeah, no one will know the difference. Hey, so. I will I will say, if you go back and watch the first Smokey and the Bandit and go back and watch Hooper, where Burt Reynolds plays the uh, stuntman with Jan Mac- Michael Vincent, Sally Fields was smoking hot, especially in some scenes where she was wearing some shorty shorts, uh, early 80s, whatever it was, late 70s, early 80s short, tennis short pants. So Sally Fields was very hot back Brad, in the day. Brad, I was 10 years old. Well, I was I was a young lad when uh, I saw Smoking in Bed for the first time. And Sally Fields was never really hot. Uh, go back <laughs> and, go back and watch Hooper. She like she was like 40 years old. <laughs> I will try to find. I'm sure someone and another has some screen grabs of Hooper with her shorty shorts on. Uh, I, I, you, you'll that. be rethinking okay. your hottest Aunt May. Uh, yes. No, All right. What no. other trailers do we have here, Brian? While I look up dirty pictures of uh, Sally Field. Oh God. <laughs> We've got a trailer for the Continental coming to uh, Peacock, but it's only All a right. three-part event television show. It's like a miniseries. Which, you know, honestly, I'm okay with that. Like, like you, we don't need this to be long-format storytelling. I, I don't, whatever happened to miniseries? It's like they died in the 90s. Right. But, yeah, if you can make it a tight three episodes that are, that are entertaining and that's all the story needs, that's all I, that's all I need to see. So, but, yeah, we got a, a trailer for The Continental. PMR, did you see that? No, I didn't. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but okay. <laughs> you don't know what the Continental is, Brad? I've I've, I've seen one John Wick, so I know it's related to that. It's the yeah, it's the hotel for the assassins where you can't kill on the grounds. It's like the safe haven for all assassins. Uh, it's, it's base if you're in tag. Yeah, it's base if you're in tag. It's very, <laughs> okay. that's, that's actually very accurate. Um, Thank you. 
And then we had, uh, I guess, the big trailer. Uh, we got our te- first teaser trailer for uh, Marvel Studios, The Marvels. Uh, the Marvels. Which, I like it. It wasn't bad. I, like I didn't think it was bad either, I, yeah. PMR. I'm surprised by I you. I don't know why everybody's shitting on it. I just think people just want to shit on it and shit on it. But. Well, it's Freaky Friday in space. It's it uh, they, they oh, tried. But, they tried to warm me up with a Beastie Boys soundtrack. They did try to wear, warm me up with that. Uh, I'm but, on, but it's based on a yeah. based on a Captain Captain Marvel and Rick Jones used to swap places also back in the seventies, and then Rick James Rick Jones <laughs> Rick swapped James. places with Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Jones swapped places with Captain Marvel's son back in the nineties, like that. So. There is a precedent there with Captain Marvel swapping places. Yeah, and and honestly, they really did not put uh, what's her face in the trailer much. You know, Ooh. she did Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Uh, Brie Larson. Yeah. She's in the trailer, but she didn't really have any speaking parts. I'm the, so. I am the only person I think that likes Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I I, I must be the total yeah. oddball. Yeah, you love her. Uh, I, I am. People don't, and and you can I tell by the trailer do. that they did not give. You can tell they 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 uh, gave them a number of seconds based off uh, how well people are liked and perceived. <laughs> right. so Kamala Khan. Yeah, she's got, the star. She's the star of this movie. She got the most, at least from this trailer. She got the most screen time of anything in this trailer. And and honestly, I mean, uh, I liked Monica Rambeau. Fine. I mean, she wasn't. Doesn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, there wasn't. In there, and we're, there was no real personality or anything. Right. I mean, she's yeah. got you know dead parents syndrome, but that's it. Like, there's no other. There's no no other defining like you know uh, a like personality trait for her. Uh, which I guess is better comparatively to Brie Larson, who nobody likes her character at all. <laughs> so that's what to- happens. That's what happens when you do a news conference and tell everybody that you. The people that watch your movie is it's not made for you, and you know she it's not made for forty year old white males. Yeah. Well, you know alienate that alienate about seventy percent of your. That's audience. what Marvel's been doing recently. Uh, you know what I thought was was kind of interesting, and again, maybe you know hard to draw too many assumptions from the trailer. <clears throat> Because, like you said, Brian, they they didn't show a whole lot of Miss Marvel or yeah, Captain Marvel, whatever her name is. Uh, but it's sort of like that. What you did see of her, she's just like, oh, what? You know, you would think that Captain Marvel would be someone who's been doing this for a pretty long time, the longest amount of time, right? Yeah. Since yeah, the eighties, for thirty years, right? So she's been 90s. a superhero type person for quite a while, and um, you would think that. I mean, she would not, I don't know, just have, they feel like they would have played her a little bit differently other than like, well, what's going on or something. Maybe it's, well, I'm reading too much in it, but whatever. No, I don't think you are. Cause I noticed this too. You've got, not only is she so dislikable, <laughs> like, and I think they know this, that they've, they've mitigated her in the trailer and they've already, you know, basically established that, the cat's her sidekick. So it's like, right, right. Wh- what did people like about that movie? Well, people kind of thought the cat was funny. All right, well, the cat's got to be your sidekick now. And we're going to have a lot something. more of them. Yeah, we got to do something to make her more palatable to the audience. <laughs> 
I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, that's, uh, she's as hot as the 1978 Sally Fields. I mean. <laughs> Sally Fields is never hot. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. So, uh, that's just my fetish. Did you find a picture of hot Sally Fields? I did. I'm going to send it to you. It's for his, but it's for his private collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I save it off my hard drive. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah so Kamala Khan was, is an adorable little, perfect little Spider-Man yeah. ripoff. She's my yeah, she's my second favorite she's Peter not Parker. A Spider-Man ripoff. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's like for my Peter Parker characters, it's like first Peter Parker, but a close second Kamala Khan. So totally different characters. They're not. They're they're the exact same. Well, but from a cinematic universe, the same characters, at least. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah, they're the exact same character. Like so, Peter fanboyed all over Iron Man, you know, in his right. first movie, right? And the first in that whole phase, uh, and she's just fangirling all over uh, Captain Marvel. Like it's it's virtually no difference whatsoever. Other right. than than she has more living parents, <laughs> right. she don't have boy parts, right? Uh, and she makes quirky faces and stuff like that, and like, oh my gosh, it's Nick Fury! I can't believe I'm meeting you and all this stuff. So again, yeah. I think she's fantastic, but uh, we'll, we'll I see. actually liked her show. I thought it was a good show. I never finished it. But, <laughs> no. Kamala Khan. Uh, and then speaking of uh, superheroes with big families, Blue Beetle. We got the Blue Beetle trailer, too. We got a Blue Beetle trailer, yeah. See, Which, Miguel, or hi, not Miguel, hi, uh, Jaime's Jaime. uh, uh, extended family, including the the great George Perez. George Perez. George, George Lopez. Hush my mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. George Lopez. Don't mention I'm George convinced. Perez and George Lopez in the same. Yeah, please yeah. don't insult George Perez like that. God bless his soul. God bless. I, I, I posted this in the in the group chat that I, I'm I'm completely convinced that if Hollywood needs a, uh, a middle aged Latino, they only have two phone numbers: <laughs> George Lopez and Luis Guzman. Although, although, uh, uh, shit, Cheech. Uh, Cheech. Cheech hasn't been anything in forever, though. Okay, I mean, that's probably fair. But he's the, grand, at one he's time, the grandpa now. At one now time, time he was on the list. Yeah. At one time, he, he was, was on the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where George Lopez had to fill in. Like yeah. uh, he, he came off the uh, the DL. Or, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, it's like we need a quirky middle. We need a funny middle aged Latino. Right. That's that's solely that's the only thing on George Les Lopez's yeah. uh, resume. How tall should he be? Because I think uh, Luis Guzman is a little bit short, so if you need a shorter, chunkier, uh, funny, quirky Latino, then we we got one right here. I prefer Luis Guzman over George Lopez uh, any day of the week. Uh, Guzman's too, fantastic, absolutely. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. so uh, Blue Beetle looks like a uh, a CW dish type show, I guess. The costume looks fine and everything. It really does. It, it looks cheap. It looks yeah. I don't know. It just does. It looks like this. It looks like Shazam that we just saw. I mean, just yeah. changed around the players. Made them all Hispanic. And, uh, you don't get any sense know. of what, what the bad guys are doing other than they're trying to get the, yeah. the suit back. And all. But it did have some cool uh, Easter eggs of uh, the original Blue Beetles, right? Yeah. I would have that. 
<laughs> Apparently, the bad guy is um. That's what's her face. Uh, she's she's random. Yeah, but she's playing like Ted Cord's like <laughs> sister or half sister or something. Oh, There's a tie back to Cord Industries uh, in all of that. Like, would it would would it had not been better if you would see a Batman type character, but not be Batman like like a Blue Beetle street level fighter with all the gizmos and the gadgets. Yeah. And, plenty. Yeah, and but just fight street level instead of these. Everybody's got a suit Corporate, now, and uh, yeah. yeah, you know the suit. The suit does all this crazy stuff, and you know, it's all special effects. And I would just like to see a a, a good practical effect street I, level yeah. type hero. Like yeah, Moon Knight, kind of cool. Like Moon Knight or Daredevil, or uh, the Punisher. Like Moon Knight. Well, Moon Knight. Yeah. Or he's yeah you know, sailing on an on a in a boat uh, on a. But again, with a hippo. To PMR's point, it's like quit trying to impress us with suits that appear out of nowhere and guns right. that right. suits that turns into giant swords and everything is fucking handed to the superhero, <laughs> right? It's like yeah. all they have to do is think about it and disappears as opposed to them actually struggling like Moon Knight gets somebody shoots him and he drops his nunchucks. He can't just like automatically regenerate them from his suit or whatever. He's, you know, there's some jeopardy there. None of that right. happens anymore. But again, yeah. that's here's the thing. Hollywood is lazy. These screenwriters are lazy. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like we could build characters that you care about and put them in jeopardy and that be the stakes. Right. Or we can just say the world's in jeopardy. Right. You live on the planet. So that's why you care about that's the why story. You care. Look and at all these CGI villains. Yeah. Right. They're all over the you place. Live on, you live on Earth and the Earth is about to blow up. There's your stakes. Now, I don't have to do any of the horrible, the heavy lifting. Uh, and create a character that's that's compelling and likable that I can then put in danger that you care about getting saved. Right. It's it's just laziness. It's just, uh, do you think James Gunn's going to help out with any of this stuff? Because he's, yeah, I think, a couple of weeks ago or whatever, he's like something to the effect of like, yeah, the, why people are getting burned out by superhero movies is because they're all horrible. They're they're not written very well or whatever he said. Right. Yeah. You don't. Care I mean, about I think it, James you know? Gunn. I think he gets it. I think he gets it because we you've seen, uh, you know, uh, super right street level hero, right? Yeah, that was a good movie. Brightburn, Brightburn. I mean, yeah, he's Superman, but yeah, but he that, wasn't that threatening was the Earth. It was his, it was like him going nuts, and his parents were the ones in in the the line of fire. It never even left the farm, right? You you got Guardians one, two, Guardians three is a. Uh, um, it's all going to be about Rocket and like Rock, Rocket's origin. So it's not going to be that his planet may be in, in danger or whatever, but the, the emotional connections to the fact to, that we've had, you know, 18 hours to get to like fall in love with that, this character, right. Rocket Raccoon, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, back to really quickly. I don't know if you guys caught this in the Marvel's trailer. Did you see there's going to be something going on with Ronan? You saw that, right? Uh, a little uh, switcheroo? A little switcheroo. I yeah. think Brie Larson is switched with Ronan because she's where she's got Ronan's hammer and she's wearing like Roman's ar- Ronan's armor. Ah, Did you see that, PMR? 
So, so well, that means she's an accuser, though. So, Ronan, Ronan, the accuser. If you're an accuser, you you have the hammer, you have the armor, and it's like a. I don't know if it's a royalty thing or if it's an official guard thing, but of the Kree Empire. So it seems like now she's become an an accuser. So, but I just saw that in the trailer. It was worth mentioning. That was the only like kind of kernel I got about plot that I saw that out. But uh, but yeah, I think James Gunn gets it. Like I think, uh, I mean, well, Suicide Squad. It wasn't like. Yes, you, you had the weird Starro stuff, and, and then it was, uh, you know, right. um, uh, uh, what is it? Priska. Um, anyway, but it was, you know, that one, that South American country and the, um, the yeah, Starro's, yeah. right? I mean, there could be, you know, world, there could be world, you know, threatening, you know, uh, potential in the threat, but it's not, you know, it's not, well, the Earth's going to blow up in five minutes if we don't do stuff. It's not that. Right. So yeah, I think he gets it. I uh, I hope he does because yeah, the all this stuff has given me major just just burnout. It's just, like it's I just could, not interesting is the problem. Again, no, that's that's no. where uh, uh, Miss Marvel comes in, to where it's like okay, she's you almost like the movie because she's likes the characters. You know what I mean? Sort of like, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe it's Nick Fury. And uh, it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is kind of fun and enjoyable. Otherwise, Nick Fury is, look, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is totally pulling a Michael Kane, uh, Michael Kane uh, and building mm-hmm. out his third home in Bermuda on these, on yeah. Secret Invasion and all this that looks just non-interesting. Maybe, maybe it'll yeah. be different, but non-interesting. Yeah. It's it's really sad, uh, and honestly, I mean, OP Mark doesn't want a Marvel reboot, but something. No, something, I do not. You can. They got to get back to yeah. All right, no. but it it's diminishing returns. Right, you like, got to have some characters feel, that people like, and at least start no, with they, that. They, no, the problem is, is they do have characters that people would like if they would take the time to characters. You know, but but they throw all this shit at a wall and then they expect it to stick and it's not sticking. None of it is. Well, but you I know, mean, but field with what's left, with what's left in the MCU, field me a compelling, interesting uh, um, Avengers team that could sell another another three movies. You can do a quarterback story with all the Avengers. No, that's what I'm not saying. No, don't go back. Don't go back. We don't want a reboot. That would be a reboot. So with, no, with that's the, not what I'm saying. What, no, right. we're just we're just various Avengers. You don't have to have the same Avengers, but so that's okay. So there you go. So field me an Avengers team with who we have now. Who you're going to disagree with everybody? You're going to disagree with everybody. No, let go. Like I, I won't say a word. Okay, Hulk. Okay. You still got Thor there. You got Thor there. You got Falcon as uh, as Captain America. You put him on the team. I mean, he's on the team right now. Um, you could do. I mean, She Hulk. She Hulk's been an Avenger for forever now. I mean, you still put Captain Marvel on it. I mean, throw Moon Knight. He's been an Avenger before. Throw Hawkeye on there. You can't throw Hawkeye on there now. Uh, does that sound 
Does that sound like a compelling Avengers right. lineup? Right. No. Two holes. How you interact with people. I mean, you've got to you've got to start giving these characters more of a personality. I mean, if you if you That's think about Brian's the original saying. five, of, if you think about the original five characters, you know, it was Tony Stark that brought it all together. I mean, you're just gonna have to give someone a little bit of a better, funny personality. I mean, you can do that with She Hulk. You can do that. You can make. I mean, Thor's been a lot funnier than he was when he originally showed up in the Avengers the first time. And so they, and then I mean, they ruined them by making them too funny. So, well, but yeah, they made them too funny. But there's yeah. a couple problems. There's a couple problems. Thor's not coming back for three more movies. The guy, like, he's so scared of the Alzheimer's diagnosis. He's he's looking at retiring early. <laughs> Hulk, as if you needed two Hulks on one team. They've already established that Bruce Banner Hulk is is you know was injured during the because of the uh, uh, Infinity Gauntlet and he's he's retiring and so we've got Man Bun Scar taking his place. Ah, that's right. Right. You've got so that's those those two pieces are gone. Watching Sam as Captain America is like watching paint dry. He was oh. so much more interesting as the Falcon than he was. Okay, at, here you than, go. Throw in U.S. Agent. You know, I mean, mm. throw that guy in. I mean, okay, okay. You now just you're just get, going you can, you just gotta write these people with personalities, and that's not what they do anymore. They right. just well, that's you know, that's what just, Brian's kind of saying is that you gotta have some person. So you could bring well, in I mean, Doctor Druid, I mean, <laughs> and no, yeah, no, but. I'm just saying, he said to put together a team. Yeah, you can put together a team, but now you can put together. I said, I said, put together a team that's going to carry the franchise like the original Avengers team did. That would be difficult. You can't do that. You can't do that. Not with what we have. Yes, you can. Easily. You just got to have good writers and good characters. I think you're. I think you're being a little delusional. Like no, I think you're, now you're. No, here's the thing though. If what you're saying is true, then the Avengers would have ended back in 1966 when oh. the original characters went away. But, but they oh, keep no, bringing them back, the though, right? They keep bringing every them back. couple of years. Yeah, That's but, the difference. Yeah, they can, they they can bring Captain America back. They can bring Iron Man back. They can bring Thor back. They can bring back the in the comics. Can, they, they, yeah, in the comics, in the funny right. books. You can bring them back because they're ageless, and time doesn't work linearly I, in the books. I get, I get that. I get. <laughs> You're gonna have to mansplain but it. To I'm them. just saying. Why would you want to keep redoing, rehashing? I mean, tell me out. I mean, I, I would not go and watch another Avengers movie with. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. I mean, we've seen it. We've done it. You wouldn't. So if 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 they. Put a trailer out, and don't and and the, with the promise that Iron Man Tony Stark is back in some capacity. Whoa, Ca- <laughs> Captain America is back in some capacity. Give a shit. So, back. I mean, it's come not on. Be the, this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous right. conversation. This is a this is a ludicrous <laughs> conversation. We're in like, ludicrous speed ludicrous. right now. You would what's like the purpose. What's the point in building a universe? 
if you're not going to use the characters and try to mold them into to something, which is a, a team, I think and that takes writing and that yes, takes, it you, takes work. And you, Brian's already he, established right. that Hollywood is too lazy to do that work. I mean, you're not wrong, PMR. I think we're agreeing with you that to have a fantastic Marvel universe is great, but <clears throat> they blew their wad way too early I mean, building up the characters of the prime. Uh, Avengers, and then we're like, this is easy, people. Let's lay back and let's just yeah, run this I, ride. But th- but th- to do what DC's doing, I mean, everybody's over it. I mean, it, I, there's I agree. no yeah. excitement about any of the shit that DC's chunking out or going to chunk out. I mean, there, there was a little bit of, ooh, when they announced, like, Superman Legacy and, you know, this see, and there, that, but, but nobody... PMR thinks he's the everyman and that he has his finger on the pulse of all fandoms. No, I, I don't. Just because you're not interested doesn't mean that others aren't. You're not the litmus test I will for, you know for all doing. fandom. Keep keep in mind well, that well, PMR loves Brie Larson as Captain you. Marvel. Well, and here's the Brad, we need to timestamp this one and record it, right? Right. Because. Two years from now, when the trailers start to hit, right, with Iron, it's going to be, Man. I knew it was going to be good all along. No. I love Iron Man. No, I didn't say it was going to be bad. I'm just saying that there's... No, you're say, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm saying nobody wants to see it, and they might as well not do it. I didn't say they might... It can still be good, but hey, <clears throat> nobody little, wants to see it. <laughs> a little bit of related breaking news. I think it's breaking news. I'm just seeing it. Uh, Jonathan Majors was dropped by his management company. Yeah, that uh, shit ain't going away. Yeah, right. I mean, they said that when the when the news came out, like all charges would be dropped and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it's and that was like three happen. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, nothing's and nothing's been dropped. Like nothing's uh, like there's been no like you know earth shattering. Oh, you right. know he's innocent. No, it, it's it's been uh, like uh, mum's the word. Here's what they were trying to do. They were trying to pay this woman a lot of money. <laughs> to say it was a lie and to drop the charges. And apparently she's probably not on board with it. So that's, oh, well. that's my So we may have it. a new king if these movies keep going. All right. Oh, um, so, uh, so, so therefore the Blue so, Beetle trailer. Oh, sorry. What? I'm just going <laughs> to say I'm right. Go ahead. I'm and so therefore right. I'm right. I am right. So, hey Brad, I'm digging this uh, this uh, Hooper photo you posted. <laughs> oh, <it's good. laughs> hot Sally Phil. I'm not saying. I'm, again, I'm saying it's late '70s hot, not necessarily by today's standard, but still. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ, Brad! She looks like she's 45 years old. There. <laughs> Those two cans well, of Coors too, ain't uh, you, know. <laughs> you have to remember. I'm, I, I'm 55, so a 40, Tim, a 44 year old is really hot to me. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this lady at the Timbers bar yeah, the other day. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is. Ugh. Oh my God, PMR. We don't know what to think of you. All right, Brian. We are, we are an hour into the show, and we've talked about a couple of trailers. Yeah. Well, and we can move on from trailers. I do have an in memoriam that's oh, kind of no. near and dear to my heart. Oh no! Uh, so. is this some wrestler. No. <laughs> Some wrestler that no one cares about as PMR represents the Joe Joe Public. I'm Joe yeah. Public. Uh, PMR Q Public says no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. 
This is in from Ron Q. Public. Uh, Yeah, this is sad to me. Like, uh, there was a point in time where this was like the epitome of of, uh, the the peak of comedy and entertainment for me as a child. Uh, Did Alf Alf pass away? No. (laughs) What the fuck, man? But uh, Al Jaffe from Mad Magazine passed away. How old was oh, he? Oh, he was 102. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He was 102. He was over 100. Yeah. I don't know why I said 93. Somebody too, else is 93 that's... Too young. But yeah, Al too Jaffe. Young. Taken too young. Gone too soon. <laughs> uh, you know, Al Jaffe was uh, one of the like one of the the original creators, the the usual gang of idiots, is what they called themselves. And he uh, he's the one that, that created the fold-in, the, the back Mad cover magazine. fold-ins for Mad Magazine, which I freaking love. Like, that was like my, that I was, was like, it. this is blowing my mind. I could take this one photo and fold it, and it's a completely <laughs> different photo? Uh, yeah. I love Mad Magazine and uh, the Mad fold-ins at the, at the, uh, the yeah. back of the book. You always loved going to the 7-Eleven and trying to, uh, if you were going to buy one, you wanted one that wasn't folded yet. Because people, oh, that's yeah, what yeah, people would always go and kind of soft try to soft fold to see what, it, what the yeah. secret image was or whatever. But yeah, but yeah, Al Jaffe, I uh, I love me some Mad Magazine so, back in the day. Yeah, I used to love Mag- Mad Magazine. It's no longer out anymore, right? They, it yeah. comes out quarterly. Uh, it does still come out, but it comes out quarterly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, well, Mad Magazine taken too soon. Sorry about Too that. Soon. 102 years old, man. Wow. We could have only made it to 107. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive, yeah. Man. He's seen some so reasons Sergio, happen in his life. Sergio Argonis died a few years ago, right? Oh, did he? I thought he was still Girl? around. Oh, hold on. Let me, let now me, I gotta find out. Let, let me re- get rid of these pictures, <laughs> sexy pictures of Sally Fields and look something else up. Oh, Brad. Sergio. Fields, man. Jeez. I don't even know how it is. No, he's still alive. Sergio's still uh, still alive. He's eighty five. Okay, I thought he was. <laughs> uh, but then you had uh, who was the creator of Spy versus Spy? Oh my god! Um, not Don. No, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Don. Not Don Heck. Yeah, it's not Don Heck. Uh, I'm, I'm looking that one up too. Uh, Antonio Pro Pro Proes Proas something like that. Yeah, he died. Right. I think. I think you're right about that. Yeah, I think he's dead. But yeah, Mad Magazine. All right. I kind of got bored with Spy versus Spy because no one ever won. <laughs> I need some characters. It was just the same oh, yeah, thing over and character. over again. I need some yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thing, man. Just the same <laughs> thing like, over and over again. <laughs> Don Martin. That's who I was thinking of, Brian. Oh, His, Don Martin. I like yeah. Don Martin. Yeah, when I was a youngster sketching cartoons, I would uh, do things after him. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. All right. Uh, all right. So there we go. That's uh, too bad for Al Jaffe. Uh, we wish him well. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, we wish him well. What else? We wish him well. <laughs> To the other side. Uh, I don't even, I mean, we've kind of, I, I would like yeah, to Don talk. Don Martin a, died in 2000. Don Martin died yeah. in 2000? Yeah. yeah. 
He did all right. He did okay for himself, I guess. I would like mm-hmm. to. I would like to see if those aged well, and see if that humor what, holds up. Bad magazine, yeah. Or right, yeah, I mean, I think I used to have a lot of these Don Martin books, but I don't know. You did. I remember you used to have a lot of them. Hmm. Oh, they've got a uh, Mad's Greatest Artist. It's a two volume, uh, like prestige format, leather bound book. It's uh, all uh, Don Martin art. That's cool. Oh god. All right. Nobody, All right. Cares. Nobody knows who, who any of these yeah, people are. We, we have really, really <laughs> gone into the well. Uh, I know we we do have probably some movie reviews or TV reviews and all that kind of stuff, uh, but we still haven't really talked about Megacon, Brian, that you went to like a year ago at this point. Like a year ago at this point, yeah. Is there, so I Tell went- us a little bit about who you saw, what you did, and what you bought. All right. So uh, well, I went all four days. All right. Um, we did a couple of uh, uh, photos. All right. Uh, celebrity photos. Uh, I got to catch up with an old friend. Wow. Uh, and uh, I made a purchase. Okay. So <laughs> I made several purchases, but the big one is this, which I, right. I think is pretty fascinating. So wow. I'll, I'll get wow. into this. So, uh, I mean, it was uh, – Huge. They this year they actually switched to where you needed to prepay for parking. That's how big it was this year. Uh-oh. And parking was thirty dollars a day to park. Holy where in previous years you could pay the day you know, pay at the gate and it was only ten bucks. So that kind of like tells you just how and last year there was there was times where people were getting like blocked out of parking lots. Yeah. And they were sending out like text that this parking shut down, this that parking shut down. So it's gotten enormous uh it's the biggest convention on the east coast i believe um at this point i think it's bigger than new york comic-con uh so but yeah it was huge i mean there was i think they said that there was like i think they said something like eighty thousand people just saturday i mean it was nuts um uh, and so you know you were I wish they would do a Monday or I'm sorry, a Thursday, Friday, Sunday pass where people could just opt out of Saturdays altogether. Cause uh, you couldn't even move. Yeah. Like if you were trying to intersect, you know, or, or even turn, you'd have to, you'd have to walk, you know, uh, uh, you know, 50 paces just to, just to just get to enough room to turn around and yeah. come back to the booth. You're wanting to see those right across the aisle. But, um, yeah, it was a really good con. Lots of creators there. Uh, we got to meet our two photos that we opted for. Well, you had Chevy Chase was there. Oh, you had Chevy Chase, Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, that's right. Uh, Dana Barron. So you had everybody but uh, Beverly D'Angelo for, um, and I guess cousin Eddie for uh, <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation. They had a guy there that had like Eddie's uh, Eddie's RV. He was right. dressed as Eddie the whole time, and he had the uh, uh, the station wagon. And what was cool that is they would come out like Chevy Chase came out and he would take photos in front of the station wagon. Chevy Chase was in a wheelchair though, so oh. I don't know what's going on with that. So he must not be in any great health. But he was in a wheelchair. Problem. He's getting old. Um, we decided to get our photos with. Uh, they did a, a Daredevil team up, so it was Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh. So we did that one. And then we did the cast of Scream. Oh, look at that. As our other photo. And it was, so it was Nev Campbell, which Nev Campbell, you could tell, was not comfortable being there. Hot Nev Campbell was not, she was not there. 
Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich, which they were. They were like, this is what my career has turned yeah. to be. Yeah. So now she wishes she'd taken that Scream 6 money. Yeah. But uh, so she didn't have to do Megacon. But uh, yeah, they were. Uh, the other three were super personable. Like, yeah. uh, and apparently when they did their, we, we didn't go to their um, uh, panel. But Matthew Lillard and J- uh, Jamie Kennedy like moderated their own panel, so they were out in the crowd taking the questions uh, as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, and you can you can stream it online. Um, I got uh, Mitch Gerard was there again this year, and I was able to get this piece. Uh, I can I'll post a photo of this stuff on the on the uh, Instagram anyway. But I thought this was interesting, Brad. Because everything's digital now, what they'll do is he prints this like it's a uh, um, a comic page, right? But it's one of one, so he only ever makes one of this. Okay, it's laid out like the comic book page, but because it was done digitally, you're getting the colors, the inks, everything on it. Oh, okay. So, but this is a page from Mister Miracle number five, but it's also like a Kirby tribute. Interesting. So it's. Okay. It's uh, uh, Scott and Barda outside of Man's Chinese Theater, and uh, they're because you know he's uh, there's a subplot that he's you know an escape artist in Hollywood that sort of thing. So he's getting his handprints at Man's Chinese Theater, and he sees Jack Kirby's handprints, and he kind of puts his hand to see if he you know right measure like you know in in Kirby's handprint. So this is a one of one. This is the actual page from the book, but digital. So Ah, thought this was really cool. Uh, so I got that, and then I got this, and this is like a grail piece for a lot of collectors. So I posted the photo of it. It's uh, what is it's right this? here? It's called. It's a Master of the Universe figure, right? Right. And it's it's commonly known as Wonder Bread He Man. Okay. Now, Wonder Bread He Man. There's a whole story to this. This is why this is a grail. The when eBay first started to launch and pick up steam and that sort of thing, somebody posted this figure for auction on eBay and it's he man, but he doesn't have his like chest harness piece. He doesn't have his traditional sword. He came with an ax and he had brown hair, All right? Black boots, black belt, brown, brown shorts or loincloth. Right? So people, when this thing first hit eBay, a lot of people didn't know what it was, and a lot of people thought it was a knockoff. Like, because you know, you'll have right, like right. in Mexico where they'll they'll get the molds and they'll remold. Yeah. And um, for years, this kind of like had a lot of like you know mystery around this figure. Well, some people thought they they remembered there was a uh, a mail away for Wonder Bread, right? And so that's where they they kind of started calling it Wonder Bread He Man because oh. that was the believed. Um, origin of it was that it was that mail away but then uh so this all started like in 99 uh then later on people actually started finding the mail aways the wonder red mail away coupons and they were actually for trading cards right oh okay and so they went back to well where did this come from where did this come from and when this was po- uh, it was posted with other accessories than this it had additional accessories in that listing so people thought well, it was uh, – they kept looking for the other accessories, and they, and they weren't finding it. Basically, they had accessory packs for He-Man, 
And whoever listed this on eBay put it with some of the accessory pack stuff, but they didn't actually come with the figure. Oh, okay. So the, the reason why this is, this is incredibly hard to find, Wonder Bread He-Man. But this is the actual promotion that he the came promotion from. promotion piece, okay. The buy three, get one free. And so even that doesn't say what figure is going to come with it, right? Oh, okay. So this is where it gets interesting. Uh, more interesting. So the buy three, get one free promotion, it just says that you're going to receive a Masters of the Universe figure. It doesn't say which. And But this was a promotion. And that's where they thought the, the theory was this was the promotion that they were getting confused with this. But there was no definitive proof that this and this were came together, right? Until the guy that uh, they were doing a Marvel or a, a Masters of the Universe 25th anniversary coffee table book. And they got one of the like the uh, major collectors and that uh, um, to go into the Mattel archives and pull stuff out to write to uh, to create the uh, the coffee table book. Well, <clears throat> so he had all of this material. He kept it for years, and then he was going to go clean some of it out and return some of it. And he came across a letter, and the letter was from a lady writing to Mattel to complain about the promotion. And she was like, my son's very disappointed. We did the buy three figures. He got his free figure. What is this figure? He has no, he doesn't have his, 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 uh, naked. Um, his chest, his chest armor. He doesn't even have the right sword. What is this? And it was from the buy three going free. So when you read the letter, it's, it's enough context to realize this is the figure that came with it. Right. But the question is Mattel who would have created this has never addressed it in any way, shape, or form, hmm. right? Why? PMR, are you following me? Or have you completely uh, checked he's, out? He's checked no, out. I'm All right. If you go back to original, the original uh, beginnings of the Masters of the Universe toy line, Mattel had the license for Conan the Barbarian, the movie. About six months before the movie hit, they realized that it was going to be R-rated. And Mattel canceled their licensing agreement with Conan Productions Limited or International, Conan Productions International, right? So they canceled it, and then they they didn't they they won't admit this, right? The the common theory is they they took all that production art and and rebranded it He Man, right? And then launched the Masters of the Universe line. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Funny. Uh, and so the Master of the Universe line came out the same year as Conan the Barbarian, but and so uh, Conan uh, Productions International sued Mattel. Well, Mattel like denied it, denied it, denied it. They're like, it's a suit, it's a shirtless, muscle bound, square jawed <laughs> hero archetype. You got Tarzan, you got all these other characters historically that are the same thing. How can you say that this is Conan the Barbarian? Right. Got a point. Right. Except he's got brown hair. So the belief is they had these figures ready for production. And when they canceled the licensing agreement, they just had a, a bevy of these figures that were going to be Conan that they couldn't use. So they gave away as the buy three, get one free mailer. Okay. But the reason it's such a mystery is because Mattel cannot admit that this used to be a Conan figure without um, 
paying, you know, paying royalties right, back right. to Conan Productions International. So, but yeah, Wonder Bread He-Man. All right. It's like a, a grail of grails. So, and I own it with the, uh, with the certificate. So, so how much is that thing worth? A lot. A lot. It yeah, is worth a, a lot. lot. So that was my big purchase. I also got the uh, Mattel uh, Voltron uh, vehicle set. Brad, you remember the uh, the uh, uh, the Matchbox Voltron? Where it's not the lions, it's vans, oh, okay. and helicopters, okay. and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I grabbed that. Uh, I grabbed. Oh, I thought this was cool too. I got a uh, some Migos. I got the twelve-inch Hulk Migo. All right. Migo Hulk. Migo Iron Man and Spider-Man. Nice. They're in really good shape. So those were my my purchases at Megacon. Uh, As far as noteworthy stories, I got to catch back up with uh, Jim Shooter again this year. So talk to Jim Shooter, you know, uh, editor-in-chief in in the 80s of, of Marvel you know, had his fingerprints on most of the things I collected as a child. You know, he has ties to GI Joe and Larry Hama, right? And the GI Joe comic, and a lot of the cre- the characters were created by Hama to flesh out the figures for Hasbro, Transformers, Marvel, Iron Man, all that stuff. But I got to talk to Shooter again, and Jonah was with me, and Shooter brought his. He's got this booklet of all uh, same thing he had last year. He has this book. With uh, he has several books, but he has several like notebooks with like letters from Stan, memos from Stan Lee. He's got stuff from um, uh, like sketches. He's got birthday cards from uh, like John Romita Jr. drew him a birthday card, stuff like that, right? And uh, but I talked to Shooter specifically about Jonah, who Jonah has always been real involved in art and drawing and sketching and that sort of thing. And so, uh, in talking to Shooter, he had some pieces that, uh, like, Brad, have you ever seen the uh, Wally Woods uh, 22 comic panels that always work? It doesn't sound familiar. I'll flip this over to you. But, um, uh, Wally Woods. Maybe you can see it here. Hold on. uh, I had to put my phone charging. All right. But yeah, so he had all these like, you know, things that he would share when he was editor in chief with, you know, uh, uh, artists and writers and that sort of thing. And so uh, but just talking to Jonah, he sent some of the stuff to me to take to uh, um, to help Jonah with his uh, with his sketching and everything. Very nice. But um, yeah, talk to him at length. Uh, and then he yeah, he sent me an email with uh, uh, a lot of like uh, kind of pieces to help Jonah with his. Uh, what, uh, about you know. the the, what about the help? What about the help get a good? <laughs> yeah, why can't he get an interview? Yeah, well, yeah, what's yeah. up with that, man? No. <laughs> well, maybe next year. Maybe, maybe next year I'll I'll talk to. Uh, Just need to email him and say thank you. Hey, if you know, I do a podcast, if you want to be on it, you know, I would love to have you on it. But I really probably wouldn't. We'll, we'll give him a five-minute segment. Uh, yeah. So very cool. Oh, and I didn't realize this, but did, and you guys may, but I didn't. 
Shooter started working in comics at age 14. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? I did. I did not know that. And he he actually was working on um, adventure comics. So he's uh, a Legion of Superheroes Superboy. He would he actually wrote the book. He would write the books. He would sketch out the panels, uh, like do a, a quick sketch of like the panels, just kind of like a positioning and stuff. And then the actual comic artist would go back in and use his rough cut, his rough storyboard to kind of you know draw the comic. But uh, yeah, he had some of that stuff in there that was really cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jim Shooter, super nice guy, best friend. Best friend. Best yeah, we're, we're emailing back and forth. Yeah. Well, at no point do you ever say, hey. You want at to no be- point will I ever mention this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Yeah. Ask him what he thinks was, of 1978 Sally Fields. I bet he'll be like hot. Oh, yeah. Hot. Oh, no. We also, uh, we talked to the Kubrick School was there. And so we talked to them. Uh, they do summer camps and stuff, which are. Honestly, uh, for what you're getting, uh, pretty gosh darn affordable. Yeah. So we've talked about potentially sending Jonah up to New Jersey to go to the the uh, Cooper, uh, Cooper School. Oh, right, look at that! That's awesome, man. So, That'd be cool. It'll be cool. So, yeah. yeah. So that was my mega megacon memories. Megacon memories, very good. Megacon <laughs> memories. Megacon. <laughs> So, right. what else is going on? We've got about thirty well, minutes gotta, before I run out of tape. I got to what you're looking at. Sure. All right. What, so, what you looking at? <laughs> what you looking at? Went and watched. Uh, I didn't realize, and I guess it makes sense now. Uh, last year was the 50th anniversary of The Godfather, because in uh, 1972. Right, and they did the uh, that mini series or uh, limited series. It was ten episodes of um, the offer with Miles Teller and Matthew Good, and uh, what's the guy's name that was in Balls of Fury and uh, the Fantastic Beasts movie? Oh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all about the the making of the Godfather, what they had to do to get that film made. I think Alex actually did a review on it. Did he? he? Was on. Yeah, he he got it big into it. He yeah, the offer, good. the offer was great. So it basically follows Al Ruddy, who was uh, he was the creator of uh, Hogan's Heroes. So, but he uh, he left Hogan's Heroes really early on. Um, and went and approached uh, uh, Bob Evans, who was the head of Paramount Pictures, saying he wanted to make a movie. And so he made a couple of stinker films and then got the, they wanted to, they opted the rights for The Godfather um, when it was only like a 60 page draft for Mario Puzo. And they wanted to make the film, but Paramount had been just getting murdered, just one turd after another. So they gave him like a really restrictive, um, budget and then he went out and hired francis ford coppola they couldn't get they couldn't get anybody to agree to star in it it was like and and they wanted pacino but the the studio hated the idea of pacino because he was so short they're like he's not a leading man and so it was super interesting watching it like uh, just 
you get a deep cut into all these old Hollywood. Well, it's all filmed on the Paramount Studios lot, or a lot of it is, right? Uh, you see all these other films going into production, right, around that time. Uh, you even have the whole thing with Love Story, and I didn't realize this, but Bob Evans was married to, um, oh my God, what's her name from Love Story? Allie McGraw. Allie McGraw. He was married to Allie McGraw. Um, But yeah, it follows the studio and everything, and specifically Al Ruddy, the producer, trying to get the thing made. Well, you also had like the uh, the mafia didn't want it made, and so they created like a like an Italian um, American civil rights sort of league, and they were trying to stop production. But it was all it was all headed by gangsters. So the, and then you've also got, you know, all the Teamsters, a lot of the Teamsters were mobbed up, right? And they were filming in New York. So it's, uh, you've got the gangs, uh, the gangsters part of it. You've got all the inner workings and kind of the inside baseball about how Hollywood works. You've got all these Easter eggs about other films that are in production at the same time as, uh, as the Godfather's trying to get made. It's, uh, it's a very good very good uh, yeah, I television program. Good. Yeah, I did want to see it. I heard it was really good. But to your point earlier, PMR, and part of your, you know, the uh, the burnout, the superhero fatigue, right, is nobody wanted to make this movie. Nobody wanted it to be two hours. And when, when, when Coppola and Puzo turn in the script and it's 170 pages, the, the, the studio flips out. They're like, we, how do we even make money on this movie? We can only show it three times a day. If you can keep it to two hours, we can get five screenings a day, right? That right. type of stuff. The uh, uh, them wanting to cut this cut out scenes, right? Uh, them wanting like if you want to know why films today, like uh, what goes wrong with films today, or you know if you want to kind of get an idea of of. Uh, what could have been versus, you know, why did this, this movie should have been great. How did it turn into shit? It's, it's these, the studios and the concessions that get made just to turn it into a film. Right. And all these outside factors that dictate what ends up being the final product. And, and basically it's all the creatives versus the, uh, the execs. Right? right. Right. And so, but so it's, it's, it, it's interesting for that from that time uh, that perspective, but this it's just as interesting today because you know the same shit goes on right now, oh, and that's sure. why that's why so well, we've already said it with with uh, you know the Marvel faces, you know Marvel was small and streamlined, and they were able to do what they wanted, and they do what they wanted without oversight. And they had all these scripts in the can and all these plans in the can, and they had wind in their sails because of box office to where Disney let them do their own thing. But the bigger they got, and really when Feige jumped from being a Marvel employee under Perlmutter to being the head of Marvel under uh, Bob Iger, that's when shit started to go sideways. Because at that point, Disney was much more involved heavily in everything all the time, right? And I think that's a lot of the reason why the phase five has turned into the sh- or four has turned into the shit show that it did. But it makes you nostalgic for those old films, right? It makes you nostalgic for the way 
I don't. I just want a good movie. It doesn't have to be a sequel. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to spin off into to four other films. Just tell me a good film or tell me a good story. Well directed, uh, well acted, with compelling characters. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's just like so. I think I think honestly, some of this Marvel stuff will probably turn back into that. Is is the fatigue is going to go back to all right? Let's actually get. It doesn't have to be a, a sequel or a franchise or this huge IP. Just just make a good movie, like oh, everything everywhere all at once. That's a great movie. It's original. There's no there's no sequel needed. Uh, it came out of nowhere, and now it's here. Right. Right. You, uh, I, I'm kind of longing for those type films again. Uh, the and so we watched. I let me and Jacob watch The Godfather uh, last night when it was all said and done. But even like when they're shooting scenes that, you know, will show up in the Godfather. It's cool. Like, um, Michael's, uh, his first wife, the one that blows up the one that they kill in the car bomb. Right. Right. She was just somebody that was in Sicily. She was a waitress in Sicily and they're like, Oh, she's gorgeous. Maybe she could be this part. And they were like, can you speak English? And she goes, yes, yes, yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Mm -hmm. Friday. Well, that's the only line she really even had in the movie. But she was just some some you know some woman working in a cafe, and they decided to cast her and make her Michael's wife, right in the film. The um, Lou Ferrigno shows up. He plays the uh, the guy that's um, uh, oh my god, what's his name? The guy at, uh, at the beginning uh, that. He's like uh, um, Vito Corleone's enforcer. Oh, what's his name? He sleeps with the fishes. Yeah. Abe Vigoda? Not Abe Vigoda. No, the character name. Anyway, he was actually a mobster. They needed somebody that was that big, and the guy they cast died. And so they just brought this guy in that was was like one of the mafia guys um, to, to play that part. And he couldn't remember the lines, so that's why he's sitting there reading it before he goes to speak to uh, 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 the Godfather, like he, because he, cause the actor couldn't read, read the lines. But like, oh, but this kind of works because he's nervous about meeting him. So just have him read the lines off the cards, and if, when he flubs the lines, it's all just going to be because he's nervous. Like, it, there's that kind of stuff that sits in there that's just super cool. But uh, yeah, the offer from uh, Paramount Plus. Did you know after Al Ruddy won the after they won the Oscar, he did not do. Uh, the Godfather 2. Do you know what movie he did instead? What's that? The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. Oh. And Sally Field? No, nah, she wasn't oh, in the... Okay. No. And he, that was a hot Joe Claiborne, I think. <laughs> he didn't make it back <laughs> to the Oscar. Like 40 instead of 45. He did win his second uh, Oscar for Million Dollar Baby in 2004. Al Reddy did. So, and Al Reddy's still alive. He's 93. That's who I was getting twisted up ah, with. Uh, gotcha. Al Jaffe was uh, Al Ruddy. I don't even know who that so, is. He's the producer of, of The Godfather. Well, that's the thing, too, is, is everybody's like, well, you're not the director? No, you're not. What does the producer do? He has to do everything. Like, he's having to constantly put out fires. He's, having to, he's the one that has to get in bed with the mafia in order to get the movie made so they'll lay off. Like, <laughs> It's uh, it's and probably the best character in it is is Bob Evans, who's uh, Matthew Good plays Bob Evans. 
He was uh, Ozymandias in uh, the Watchmen movie. He's been in a few other things. But uh, he's fantastic in the movie. Like, uh, yeah, go watch The Offer. I give it the highest marks. How many episodes is it? It's 10. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. go watch The Offer and then go straight into uh, The Godfather. Godfather Okay, so watch The Offer first, though. Before we watch it for first, yeah. Okay. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch watch that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, next is Godfather Two. Now, Brad, do you know what what is the deal with Godfather Coda? That's that's like them trying to fix Godfather Three, right? I think so. I mean, I um, I've I mean, it's been a while since I've seen any of them recently. Um, and didn't they have a? Was there like a director's cut, or maybe I'm thinking of the Coda thing or whatever? But yeah, so I think that's when they were trying to, uh, you know, fix fix past mistakes. Yeah. Um, oh, it's an entirely new ending. Yeah. To the original cut. Oh, this is interesting. So yeah, at the end of it, Michael uh, doesn't have an uh, an on camera death. Hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen them. It, uh, maybe I will. Get the question is, out. is there less Sofia Coppola? Uh, in three? I don't know. Maybe they, the uh, Zack Snyder's are out. Yeah, because that's that's what everybody hates about Godfather. Right, well, yeah. Aside from uh, from Michael Corleone's uh, uh, Bill Cosby sweaters, is, <laughs> the, uh, is uh, Sofia Coppola. So, oh, this is a great story in it. The uh, um, Jimmy Khan. So Talia Shire is um, Francis Ford Coppola's sister, <laughs> and she got he cast her as Connie, right? Connie, um, Michael and Sonny's sister, right? Well, the guy that they cast as her husband was just some. Uh, he was a two bit actor, but he was Italian, and they were having trouble finding enough Italians to fill out the cast. So they cast the guy, and apparently he acted in the scene where he's supposed to um, smack uh, um, Connie. He actually hits her, and uh. so uh, they were all pissed about it. So they got James Con to beat the shit out of him uh, oh, wow. in their scene because the whole scene where where um, James Con beats up Carlo, he's re- it's really James Con beating the shit out of this guy, and then they filmed it and put it in the movie. Oh wow. Wow! So, yeah, that's pretty great. So, Damn. yeah, go watch the offer. Well, um, I'll definitely watch that. I know, as I like I said, my my, uh, we may have to wrap it up here in about ten minutes, uh, for for power reasons. Uh, but uh, PMR, I know you wanted to mention something about Picard. You, that's what you're looking at. Oh man, the the, the finale is this Thursday. The show is. But you've mentioned it on the last two podcasts, so this is starting to feel like our Flash report. This is. You know what? You know what, Brian? And our our Cobra Power report. I don't give a shit. It's that good. It's that good. Wow. That fucking good. So... I haven't watched anything this good in a long time. So it has... It is... Sci-fi related, of course. It's uh, is it basically brought back all the next generation people, something to that effect. By now, it did. It brought back, yeah, yeah, it brought back all the next generation and, and a couple of like, you know, guest stars from the next generation. You know, characters 
side characters that were on the next generation, you know, four or five episodes, but and then a couple of uh, characters from Voyager, and you know, it's just uh, kind of like what they should, what I said they should have done five years ago when they did Discovery. You know, it's kind of a where are they now? You know, right. with, with uh, you know, thirty years after the last uh, Star Trek episode, uh, Next Generation episode, what's going on at that timeline? Not Discovery timeline, which started in the past, and they're now in the future, and. So it's it's really good. It's uh it's a really good show. So now it, Picard didn't start out very good. You weren't a fan of the first season, right? No, the first first couple of seasons. But they've of course corrected bad. and this is season what, three? Season three is final season. Um it's got a new uh showrunner. Um he's just doing a fantastic job with it. And you know, there's talk about, you know, wanting to carry on this time period with these uh like the legacy characters, like Jordy LaForge has got two daughters, Picard's oh. got a son, you know, Seven and Nine's going to be a captain of a ship, you know, from Voyager. I know, it's a really good show. Uh, uh, got me interested in uh, Star Trek again. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. So, it's kind of like uh, what I think uh, Star Wars would like to do with some of their properties, but they don't think the Get that nostalgic feel to it. Yeah. Uh, they, they, Star Wars just kills off of their old people. Pretty much. <laughs> so what are you going to say, Brad? I'm sorry. What, were you, what you got? I got nothing. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. Watch the Mario movie. Well, how was that? It's fine. It's fine. Kids loved it. Mm, good enough. Kids loved it. It's making Buku bucks. It's like the highest grossing uh, video game adaptation ever. <laughs> that's crazy. Everybody loves uh, it. And that's the point I made, you know, a year or so ago that, you know, arguably next to Mickey Mouse, Mario is probably the most recognizable character in the world. So, but yeah. Yeah. Mario movies yeah. killing it. All right. The question is what's, you know, what what will we get next? What next? Um I what have I watched? I've watched parts of Cocaine Bear, if that counts. Yeah, yeah it was enjoyable. The, stop about thirty minutes towards the end. To the end. <laughs> At that point, you've seen all the good stuff. It's just yeah. they 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 feel need, the need to wrap it up from like a narrative standpoint, but it's just just garbage after that point. Ah, okay. They should have just let the Cocaine Bear live <laughs> another day. You know, have one big kill and then ride That's off into it. the sunset. Oh, wow. So they gotta leave it open for a sequel. Yeah. Has any has anybody checked out uh uh Happy No. The new Bob Odenkirk. Oh, ah, no. It's hang on, it's happy or it's on AMC. Wow. No. I didn't know he had anything. It's called Lucky Hank. Lucky Hank. No. So it's a lot like, kind of like Rushmore a little bit. It's, uh, his dad was an author. He wrote one successful book. Now he's like a college professor, but he hates everybody. Um, but there's one character on the show. Uh, her name is, um, 
Shannon. Ain't I? Shannon DeVito, not related to Danny DeVito. Okay. But um, she's she's in a wheelchair. She has, I don't know if she has, I don't know what the, you know, what, but she she has a disability. Yep. She's the best part of the show. Like, she is hilarious. Um, And, and like, she, uh, every, she's kind of got all the charisma in every scene that she's in. But it, it makes you like, I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, you know, we're all, we, we always talk about diversity in these shows and representation in these shows. How many of these shows nowadays feature like someone with a disability? Yeah. Well, there you go. Hardly any. Right. Like that's, 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 if you want representation, how about some of that representation? Breaking bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking bad. Which, yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, Lucky Hank's very good. Um, I just don't know what. And it doesn't matter. But uh, like, uh, but yeah, she's she's wheelchair bound, and she clearly has a disability. But she's great in the show. And it is. It's just weird that like, you know, in the age of diversity, you don't have more like yeah disability diversity on television and movies. Well, we're, we're getting there. right. It has to, it has to be uh, uh, gender and race, and then we'll get to disabilities. Come on, come on, people. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's all just gender and race, gender, race, gender, race, gender, race. But like, you know, I don't know. It, it, it struck me. I'm watching. I'm like, she's fantastic, and I'm like, you, you don't have that. characters like this on shows. So I don't know. Anyway, well, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. Lucky Hank. Brian, Brian with an uplifting message there toward the end. Yeah. There you go. All right. So what have we got coming up? Uh well, we got the Flash and. June? When is that? Oh, we got Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Brian, you brought your tickets to that already? I've already had my tickets to Guardians, which I'll tell you, it's weird. I posted a photo. The uh, Guardians, when tickets went live, you know, uh, for the past few years, every time a Marvel movie has gone, you know, the pre-sale has gone live, they've they've crashed AMC, they've crashed, you know, Fandango, and, and you couldn't get tickets, right? Well, I'm going to look for, but I, I booked tickets like three or four days after they went live, and there was only like five other tickets sold in the theater um, for opening <laughs> what? night. What? So uh, I want to look right now, though, while I got you guys, just to see. Just, just see to see. So, so opening night, Thursday, May 4th at 7 p.m., 7 p.m. showing. The theater, oh, there's about 20 seats that have been sold. Wow. All right, no one gives a uh, shit about Rocket Story, I guess. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that, if you want uh, in a in a nutshell the the uh, fatigue Marvel fatigue. Uh, there you go, right there. So the seven o'clock, about twenty seats. The seven fifteen, they've sold one, two, three, four, seven seats. Weird. Uh, seven forty five, opening night has sold six seats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then that's only a couple of weeks away, right? Three right. Days? That's yeah. It's only a couple of weeks away. Let me. I'm looking at 3D. 3D. Surely 3D is even less. Yeah, you would think. 3D so. has sold five seats in this theater. I was gonna say this. I didn't know 3D still exists. I know. And here's the thing. This is an AMC theater. This isn't. You know what? I'm gonna look at Disney, uh, Downtown Disney, and see what they've sold. Because that's like gonna be the epicenter. You would for think all. so, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So let me look. Seven forty-five. That's where the true nerds are going to be. Uh, for the Laser AMC seven p.m. opening night, it sold. It's about forty percent full at Disney at Downtown Disney Disney Springs AMC. I'm telling like. You go back, even like uh, uh, Eternals. Yeah, that shit sold out like the day of. <laughs> we're, we're, That's what that was the beginning of the end, right there. I think. Yeah, the tickets Eternals. have been available for two plus weeks now. You got theaters with only five tickets sold. You know, like that's. Uh, I don't know what. Th- that's the thing. I don't know. Well, it's surely Marvel knows this. Like that, the ticket sales are are soft. They got to know that the ticket pre sales are soft. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. it ain't just. Uh, there's a lot of bad will. I mean, you went. Black Widow was a turd. Eternals was a turd. Black Panther was a turd. Uh, Spider Man was good, but Spider Man's not really MCU. Right. It's Sony. And then Thor was a turd. I mean, they've had uh, four of the last five movies. No, Doctor Strange. People did not like yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, like, five of the last six movies have been really poorly received. And now you've got Guardians, which is, you know, the end of this trilogy. And it's it's affecting their ticket sales. So. All right. I don't know. What are you going to do, well, Marvel? Hope you are. Let's start it all over again. So we can watch uh, another origin story of Cap, <laughs> Iron Man, and Thor, and all I didn't again. say reboot Can't the whole wait. thing. Yeah, I didn't I say reboot, reboot the whole the thing. Reboot the whole goddamn thing. Just I said it. a soft reboot so you can bring some of these characters back. Reboot the pod, yeah. man. I want to. I want to. Just. I don't know what I'm saying. All right. Well, all right. There, there you go. We really petered out this last like 15 minutes of the show. Everybody's like, nah, nah, I don't even remember what I was saying. All right. I just fixed me a drink and just. All right. I, I need me a blueberry coffee. Uh, but it, well, so we got Guardians and we got the Flash. Uh, Sisu. Gotta yeah, go see Sisu. Your, your Sisu thingy. I may, we may go see the. Uh, it's a movie, but a movie of the live action uh, play of uh, Spirited Away. I don't know nice. what that is. Yeah. What? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yep, that's coming up. That looks good. We're gonna. Who's going to see? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Opening night. Uh, I would think that Alex would be going to see that. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise looks pretty good. Yeah. So. Eh, yeah, a couple of good things. Yeah, all, right. all right. Well, hey, we'll try to meet quicker than uh, I mean. It probably will be after Guardians the next time we meet. At this rate, Which Guardians. I mean, I don't think we're going to make the road to two hundred this year. I'll be honest with you guys. <laughs> we only got what eight episodes. <laughs> there's eight episodes and and seven months left of the year. And we, there's no way in hell we can do it. I don't know. We we got this. All right, we got this. We will get to two hundred and then reboot. Reboot. That's what I was going to say. Reboot. reboot. All right. Yeah. Just reboot it. All right. Well, we'll do that. But until next time, save it for the podcast.